welcome to episode 430 of the Steel Cage Podcast. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the team captain of Team Steel Cage. And we are joined together to discuss NXT War Games. So I'm going to go ahead and go around the table and get everybody's best War Games as we introduce everybody. Uh, joining me first here from in Phoenix, Arizona, but he comes to you from Boyle Heights. Uh, it's the Neo X. It's the War Games. Ah. No, no. <laughs> now do my wife. Wait, no, don't do my wife. No, Whoa. don't do my mind. Do this is not. a new podcast. Stop it. All right, also joining us Let's from steal the, 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 north, <laughs> the Northwest. <laughs> it's Uncle Beat. Give me your War Games. War Games. War Games. That's a, that's a pretty good War Games. Way better war, than yours, Neo. War Games. And joining us this week, last but not least, he is the founder and proprietor of this very website, thesteelcage.com. It's Mr. Joshua Schlag. Josh, give me a War Games. War Games. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Wouldn't he be the team captain? No, no, not anymore. No, the team captain has to be here every week, Josh. Yeah. Captain goes down with the ship. Uh Uh-huh. 2020 has been a rough year for me as a wrestling fan. Not hey, personally. You've had a I'll, great 2020. I'll give I'm you the kidding. pass on that too, man. Like that's me for sure. I mean, I honestly, you guys know, I I, I sprung up in the middle of the summer with Neo. I'm like, I'm gonna watch some New Japan, and I did for a little bit, and then I kind of just, I don't know, man. I just, I I couldn't stay connected to any pro wrestling, even if it was kind of good. But I don't know. I, I we're, we're talking about a sad way to start a podcast off. Well, I, know. I don't even yes. like wrestling. Yeah, yes, yeah, empathetic baby face. Turn here we go, but um, <laughs> I, I decided to watch War Games this past Sunday. It was War well, Games. It was like a little slice of returning to normalism, except for I'm not with any of my friends. But like, I made a turkey. We had like a whole Thanksgiving setup, kind of like we used to do back in the day when we'd get together for Survivor Series. We'd Richard Duckin and all that. But I just made a 15 pound turkey for my wife and I. Oh my um, God, my wife. My, my wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and sat some ass on the couch and watched war games and it it was like just not not like following anything but just jumping right in like i i did see you know some stuff here and there before like i saw pat mcafee's other match and so it wasn't like totally out of left field but uh just coming in watching this this show like it was a lot of fun uh and and it, it was one of those things where it's like yeah i haven't watched a lot of wrestling this year but this was the sort of thing that reminded me why i love wrestling and that's not going away it's one of those things, right, where you can really appreciate the video packaging, right? You know, because yeah, the video yeah. packaging oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in this pay-per-view, for even for myself, like I really didn't watch a lot of NXT because I am, you know, AEW for life. And watching the video packages, I mean, I felt caught up for yeah, the most it part. Get, it gets yep. you hyped too, right? I mean, they, they do exactly enough. Uh, I, I've even accused WWE in the past of of sometimes making what happened look better look better in the video packages. <laughs> oh, definitely. You no, know, if if you miss the actual episode, oh, turd. oh it looks incredible <laughs> the video package, you know. But you're like, wait a minute, I watched that piece of shit match. That match sucked, you know. Uh, yeah, they they did a great job of that, and I think just hyping it overall. I didn't think that this particular show had a lot of. I'll say it did have co- storyline cohesion, but it didn't have like this big, like over over uh, overshadowing effect on NXT. Like 
the the war games is a lot like survivor series where it's teams you know put together and they pretty much kind of just abandon it after it's over right so it's not like there's long lasting ramifications typically from this show uh with the exception of like undisputed era none of the teams are our teams these are people that just got together to, to fight someone else i did like uh the fact that they went back and they actually do address so much of you know the little things that they have going on in between these guys you know like the rivalry between pat mcafee and adam cole mm-hmm. uh, that's something that i had very little interest in to be honest that kind of lost some of my interest in nxt uh, overall just having pat mcafee involved so much I will say he won me over like he has won me over. And I think I just had this reluctance, this classic thing that we do to celebrities where we don't want to let them in. We don't want to accept them as part of the wrestling world. I think he moved past that. And this match, if if you weren't convinced this match had to do it for you. So question, did you watch, the initial uh, fight between um, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee? I did. I did. And it just didn't do the same for me that this did. Fair. I will, I will Fair. say that that I was impressed then, too, by his ability to wrestle, his ability to understand what pro wrestling is, not go in there stiff, but go in there looking yeah. like a mediocre wrestler. And that's hard to do when you're not trained to be one of these guys. I, and I give him all the credit for that. I just personally don't like Pat McAfee. I didn't like him. They they never tried to make you like him because I feel like he was always a heel. It's just that other different kind of liking where it kind of turns you off to the product instead of being like, oh, I want to see this guy get his ass kicked. Hey, when he it, showed up on one of the shows wearing like cut off shorts, uh, like cut off jean shorts with his suit, I'm like, all right, this guy's rather amusing. And then... <laughs> He blew me away by all expectations. The match with Cole, him on the microphone, dude, he is dude. He's great. I don't know if he's so good he should be a leader of a heavy-hitting faction in NXT, but it's painting out better than expected. You know, I think the very thing about that is what a leader is somebody that convinces people to get behind him, right? Mm-hmm. And I think from that standpoint, he very well could be a leader. I, I always like the idea of guys that run their mouth getting heavy hitters behind them to do to, to do the dirty work while they just sure. sit there and talk shit. I, I I just think that maybe that's what I classified him as, and maybe I didn't give him enough credit for the match with Cole. But in this match with the shit he did, I mean, he was willing to go harder in the paint than people that have been in WWE for years. Like that's what impressed me was his ability in this match with Undisputed Era to put his like put his body on the line, not just once, but multiple times and and just do the goddamn thing, do the thing that needed to be done in order to make those spots, you know, memorable and cool. And he delivered. Uh, and per- and personally, you know, not knowing any of the sports, you know, I, I needed to learn what he did. And the fact when, you know, you bring it kind of like to your point, right, you brought in this outsider to come inside of the wrestling world. I think it was really great how they blurred the lines of reality when Adam Cole went on the talk show and, you know, you know, got up all up in his face. And then McAfee came to NXT, you know, and jumped Cole and, and whatnot. I thought it was really great how they did it. And that was kind of the, the thing that hooked me. But because it's on Wednesdays, 
<laughs> I think I think when they Nicole in the on the the podcast or whatever the video cast they were doing when he showed up and they had the confrontation, I think everyone was kind of like, Ugh, "Oh yeah. my god!" Especially with how corny it was, like this. Oh, this is clearly working to an angle. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they actually pulled it off, man. Like Kate and, 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 and Adam, Adam Cole, Adam As Cole was kind of the corny one. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in, but Adam no, Cole was. He was the corny one in that exactly. one. I thought, I thought Pat McAfee was actually pretty good in that whole scenario where Cole came on his his show and they had that that confrontation, right? So, but, but yeah. I was gonna say, as far as other celebrities that like surprised the hell out of us, like K Fed, remember, dude, he actually panned out as far as being really entertaining. Yeah, yeah. But also think of it like fedoras off. If you would have saw this with, without your fedora, <laughs> you probably would have you know gotten sucked into it, you know, because mm-hmm. it was it was a stunt. Yeah. And, and I'll give it a stunt. It was definitely a stunt. Yeah, but it worked out. It worked out, and it wor- it's worked out better than most celebrity involvement that they've had, I feel like. I feel like he was more committed to this and was able to go at, at a pretty high level. Yeah. You know, this, isn't, this isn't a fucking easy match to be involved with. This is a dangerous match to be involved with. You can easily yeah. get hurt in so many ways. And that doesn't even involve you jumping off the top of the cage like he did. And that, he didn't even do the standard flop fucking move. He did a fucking, that, you know, like, come on, man. Swan tan, bam. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. You, That's, you, ex- that you, expect, you expect people, even even like actual wrestlers, when they go up there, it's like, eh, we're just going to do a crossbody. We're just going to drop on everybody nicely so they can catch me. Yeah, he he, I respect his dedication to the craft. He's clearly a fan. Uh, and, and he's found ways to use his athleticism to, you know, he's kind of like, you know, pick your spots and do a few things. That's all he needs to do, especially in a match like this with all the other guys in there. Um, and then, for, you know, you talk about like blurring the lines. Like I, I love the aftermath because I, so I don't, I don't watch him all the time, but I always get notifications when he's going live on YouTube and stuff because my quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is on the Pat McAfee show oh, every Tuesday. God. Anyways, um, <laughs> but but I got the notification actually on Monday. Uh, he didn't he didn't have it on on Tuesday, but on Monday when he was doing his show, he did his whole freaking show wearing a Bobby Heenan style neck brace. Yes, like, hilarious. I I yes again, man. The dedication of the crap. I freaking loved it. Like yeah. he had it on the whole time. It was great. Um, I'm just I'm a little disappointed that he took it off for Aaron Rodgers and he probably <laughs> did that because his Aaron Rodgers clips always get a lot more national attention and he's like do I need to be this this goofy dude wearing this weird neck brace? yes yes that's especially when you need to be I like wish he did. yeah yeah but you know one day Got at least I, I, I thought that was at least still pretty cool he's he's almost as committed to, as Sandman was when he stayed in the house for six months <laughs> almost <laughs> almost <laughs> But I thought this was a fun show, man. Those war games matches, I think that they could easily become a shit show and not be very entertaining. And I thought both of these matches on this particular card were extremely entertaining. I thought the women especially killed it. But um, just touching on the men's match before we move on a bit more, I I wanted to say that I've been really impressed that the Undisputed Era have very low-key under-the-radar turned face right yeah. like yeah i mean i am i'm i'm blown away by that i mean I like yeah maybe it's the pat mcafee involvement and you're just like yeah fuck him so anybody that's against him is going to be who i root for but be. 
it yeah, seems yeah. like the undisputed era slyly turned face there. I had I had no idea they were face. I'm too I tuned to this. I'm like, oh, everybody's cheering them and like yeah. Oh, yeah. actively booing the other team. Okay, even Pete Dunn and speaking of which, Pete Dunn, I haven't ripped. seen him in months. He's jacked and ripped. <laughs> Fucking and jacked. What happened? I, there? I thought the just, same thing too when I saw just, him again. I was like, I have clearly not been watching NXT UK because Pete Dunn is jacked. Just you know, COVID and it's like got nothing else to do. My God, he's in crazy shape. He bought himself a, a set of home weights. If you know what I'm saying, right? You Hell, know, he's like Peloton, Bowflex. <laughs> he's oh, playing man. Ring Fit. Yeah, yeah honestly, there it yeah. is. There, there it is. Uh, Undisputed Marvel Era was, 160 right now. They were like a, a well-oiled machine. Like this, if yes. you like wanted to show like an Undisputed Era match with somebody, this like this is how these guys operate together. Yeah. Watch this shit. Yep. Especially when they were each taking turns laying yes! the guys out when they yes! were the, <laughs> the, the favorite spot. ropes in the fence. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I said flying so. forearm, fucking knee, super kick. You know that was oh, dope. I forgot to drink this THC. Oh, so shit. Good. Wait. wait. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Uncle Beak drinking 100 milligrams of THC. Uncle right. Beak's THC. Yeah, <laughs> very legal I should start selling my own. Dude, that, <laughs> my weed. I, I said it before. I said it again. That'll last me like months. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you just 10 seconds. Yep. Just 10 seconds. And you know what? He'll be fine. Magic. <laughs> He's totally going to be fine. He's actually going to be great because of it. I, I, right. love, I, love, I love what we're all doing here because we got that going on. I don't know what you're drinking, Derek. Yeah, I'm drinking vodka. You Is that just straight vodka? Yeah. We got we got Neo with the tea, just sipping yeah. tea. Like I'm drinking tea business. because I've been on the phone all day, talking to people all day. I had a bunch of fucking meetings, and I just speak all the time. And uh, like my throat it. just started like getting on my nerves no it's fine it's fine let's take a moment and just give a shout out to everybody working from home oh yeah tell everybody that one of the most important things you can do is call your friends and check on them we all hate this this sucks and it's kind of nice just to have people in your life uh like we do in our group chat to uh vent to and tell everybody that i don't like today you know a question not to be awkward or anything how does one become part of this glowing friendship group oh yeah you have to pay to the matt mania podcast Patreon. i would love if you guys would check in on me to see how i'm doing you gotta pay that money you gotta pay that money i don't know i check check on you individually yeah it's fine you're fine we know you're fine i'm keen but yeah no check your friends they need it uh this like these friends like the undisputed era they're tremendous friends and it was uh it was just fucking great to see them like i don't know get get in those those rhythms like i i will say it bothered me to see <laughs> it still bothered me to see pat mcafee like kick out of the panama sunrise and still have such a great showing um but it is what it is i'm not uh you know it, it i don't i don't try to put on too big of a fedora when i'm watching the match and let that bother me too much but it, it just feels like the undisputed era should have won this a little more handedly and you know, whatever. Well, I thought the the the, the funniest part was when um, Kyle O'Reilly was talking to um, Pat McAfee, and he was saying like how much of a of a mark he is. Like, you want to get into the wrestling world, and he just like starts wailing on him. You know, I mean, I oh, thought yeah. it was great because he was taking his licks. You yeah, know? yeah, Give he really that. did. Give him that. He much. really did. 
Like if you want, if you want to talk about an initiation into wrestling, he got it in this match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought this was great. I also thought the women's match was really really outstanding. I thought that they told a great story. Um, I sincerely think NXT has the baddest bitches in WWE. Uh, it's respectfully it's just, speaking. Respectfully speaking. Um, but yes, they are an amazing group of women. And they're all they're all just people that I don't like. I don't know. Like I was realizing each team is just assembled of these women that I find all just be incredibly intimidating. And I think each and every one of them could kick my ass. And that's awesome. Damn right. I, I agree that all the L could whip your ass too as well, Derek. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think that there's <laughs> there's no there's no arguing that fact. But uh what, what were your thoughts and, on the badass? They're all like so distinct. Their characters, like no one yeah. is a good cookie cutter version of the other person, right? It's, and they actually, I don't need to pile on beloved AEW, but they present women much better on the NXT show, inarguably. Well, and I, I think and AEW can get there. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. That's that's actually, I think, a knock against the WWE main roster too. I agree oh, with yeah. you there because Even, NXT, yeah, yeah, NXT has the best women's roster across the board in my opinion 100 percent. except for maybe like sendai girls or something or stardom or well yeah. all women roster yeah 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 with, with i put in my fedora on Derek. yeah that was fucking that was a, that was fast <laughs> i didn't even see the fedora slip on my lady wow uh but yeah what would you say neo do you would you agree with that about the i i, I do think aw's women's division is getting substantially better and i think it's happening fast but do you agree that it hasn't happened as fast as you thought it would 100 percent uh i i I will be the first to admit that it's not you know um an overnight success but then again rome was never built in a day aw is still a year maybe a year and a half old and they have dark you know that showcases some women and some underground talent Mm -hmm. in my opinion i feel like AEW dark is what to what nxt currently or to what nxt was right and um and now you know nxt is on par with the main roster you know and you know, it just wasn't built overnight. But I think today's episode was nice because you had Brandy Rose going up against Jade, and you got that interview with Shaq. Um, kind of speaking of celebrity involvement, that's yeah, yeah, that's a whole other scenario, right? We got Shakaroni, right? Like uh, bigger, which I big, still haven't been able to eat. By the way, I've never seen a Shakaroni. Oh, you haven't had a Shakaroni? Oh God! Tell tell him how how much pepperoni is on the shakaroni shack. Oh shit! So much pepperoni! So <laughs> much pepperoni! You're missing out, Theo. <laughs> like my feet throws missing and, it. Shaq, what are you doing <laughs> at AEW? <laughs> oh man! I go and do Shaq for so long. So this, I think I'm gonna call on Shaq more often. <laughs> you should have uh, started that. Awesome. This, this is a crazy couple of weeks for AEW as far as that mainstream attention because oh. we had uh, Sting last week and now we have uh, Shaq showing up this week. Um, and, and and I know we're going to get to all of that and I don't want to like jump around too much. Sure, but sure. but um, <coughs> Shaq is, you know, I, I don't know if Shaq's, if Shaq's that big of a deal anymore. Like, I will say that I have become a big fan of his reality show, which I started watching because it airs after uh, AEW Dynamite. And I had that little 
30 minute, you know, kind of go over in case to, the show goes long. And because of that, I started watching Shaq's show. And, and all I could really determine from that was Shaq is really trying hard to hold on to the limelight. <laughs> <laughs> what ends up happening is he crosses over and ends up on AEW, which, I mean, it's not surprising at all, but uh, what, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Is it a desperate move? Is it AEW just trying to grab a little bit more mainstream attention? What, what, what do you think? Quick question. Is Shaq on that big show um, no. that Cody Rhodes is on? He's not. I believe Snoop Dogg is on there, but no, Snoop Shaq Dogg. is not. Yeah, That's what I was going to mention. The Snoop Dogg thing is interesting since Snoop Dogg was just doing a cross-promotional thing with The Undertaker for the WWE, and now he's on AEW. Like, That's pretty interesting that Snoop Dogg gets to pass to basically work with whatever wrestling company Dan Well feels like. Hell yeah, he's like Mega Ran. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they, they pulled, I guess, the Snoop Dogg Undertaker shirts are already not on the site anymore. Oh, yours that you made? No, no, no. Oh. The WWE ones. Oh, the WWE ones? Yeah. Wow. WWE. Apparently, they're no longer selling them. Wow. Was that just the picture of him dressed up as the Undertaker? Is that what it was? No, there was a whole bunch there of different There was a lot ones. of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not talking about the one that I was selling, friend. I'm talking no, about... No. the Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing, and that's on pentagonzo.com. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. uh, but anyway, so, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Shaq, Neo, what, do, 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 what do you think of him coming to your beloved AEW? You know, I, I just think the, uh, you know, one of the board members of Papa John's has the ability to really make make ends, you know, con- connect to the the mainstream maybe a little bit more. I he mean, saved he's, that fucking company. He saved that company's ass. With what? The with everything there you, there you go shakaroni <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry um but yeah i i feel like you know the the more cross promotion you can do the better it's just going to get more eyes on you um hopefully when you know shack does his stuff on espn you know maybe there's a plug i don't know i think you're at the point where networking right now isn't really going to hurt you but you definitely should just pick your spots in my opinion just Pick your spots and pick what's going to be relevant to you and yours. Because, you know, once you start doing what WWE is doing, where they just kind of, you know, accept any other sponsor and or they start putting their logos on any other piece of merch. I don't know. You can really start losing your fan base. So it's it's a really fine line if you think about it. I couldn't believe how fast Cain Velasquez disappeared from WWE because they made an entire Ooh. like merch line for him. Yeah. And that shit went on clearance just about as fast as it popped up on their website. Like he was there. It was it was a grand opening and grand closing for his mm-hmm. Uh Josh, do we see Shaq wrestle? Uh I don't know. I so I, I didn't catch like what he did tonight, but the, 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 the main thing I think about when I think about Shaquille O'Neal and pro wrestling, uh, he was on the Phoenix Suns and uh, he, he, had, <laughs> yes! he had some beef going with Carlito. And I know exactly the, what you're talking about. <laughs> the coolest part is Shaquille O'Neal is such a large man. He could hide a steel chair behind his back. Like he was just holding it behind his back. Like you'd hide, like, you know, you're hiding your phone behind your back. You know, that's what else can you hide behind your back? Shaquille O'Neal can hide a whole fucking chair behind his back. Uh, <laughs> he can probably also hide that shakaroni with it. Oh, yeah. He can, really, he he can, can hide, hide a you behind it. He can hide a swaggle holding a chair. I got Josh on my back right now. <laughs> 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 Good boy. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. Whatever, whatever this Shaquille O'Neal involvement is. I mean, you you said it. He's got his own reality show that comes on after AEW. That's the yeah. tie-in. So. That's that's the tie-in, definitely. Yeah. But and plus they TNT and NBA, the relationship there is like established. Doesn't it, it make sense to true. me that there's a basketball player appearing on AEW? And it's just yeah, clear. Yeah, so this on one hand seems like uh, an opportunity for them to introduce uh, the the woman who introduced him last week, uh, which was uh, or was it last week? I'm not sure. I think it might yeah, have been was, a couple. It of was days. Jade. Yeah, Jade Cargill, and uh, that like this also feels like that's part of yeah. it is a chance to get her kind of in the mainstream, um, or just kind of introduced because yeah, she it was it was basically like a badass. Shaq pop it out and say, Brenda, you shouldn't have been talking all that mess. Oh, wait. Brenda, you shouldn't be talking all That's that better. mess. That's <laughs> better. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Brandy threw water in Shaq's face or something, yes. a drink. Yes. It was pretty fucking hilarious. Now, now I, I am definitely not a person who should be speaking on this, but I will say that, like, you know, there's Where's there's thing, go? there's things that happen in AEW where it's like just so cringeworthy to listen to um like when Bowens and his tag team partner showed up to confront the the young bucks and they started like rapping all, about wieners yeah rapping about wieners and that <laughs> fucking i was like i can't even get through this like i can't even just sit here and let this happen right now i need to fast forward through this because it's so bad and I felt that way when Brandy started, uh, I, I'll say, leveling up against Jade Cargill when she went out to confront her. Well, I would about, just say, like, she was just, you know, she got all ratchet in her face. Yeah, she got mad ratchet in her face. And it was very uncharacteristic. And it also came off as just being, like, uh, just very forced, you know. I just, I, I feel like I... I I told my wife, my wife, my wife, I got, I got myself. That's right. Ah. Uh, um, I told her like, I wish in wrestling wrestlers understood that less is more, but also that the camera is on you at all times. And we see every little facial expression, everything, you know, like that's that shit. I think that some people would benefit from not overdoing it so much. And I felt like I, maybe with AEW, it's the lack of experience, right? It's the excitement about being on television and it's the fact that a lot of them, not Brandy. Yeah, but, I feel uh, like they want to the feature, guys. and I think they want to feature as much as possible. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and like they give everybody the, their moment kind of deal. And how long is the show? What, like two hours? Yeah. Not enough time for that. Not when Jericho needs to come out and have his whole, you know, theme song sung. Exactly. I'm just glad you said get, ghetto, because, or you said ratchet, because people said ghetto online, and that caused quite a controversy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's different. Yeah, like, I, that's why I like ratchet, because I remember, like, Sasha Banks did that, right? She yeah. Was, you know, she's kind of ratchet. You know, it's, I think it's a more, I don't even know if it is a more PC word. No, but it's fine. We're leaving it. We're leaving <laughs> it. Talking out her neck. Yeah. Uh, but going going back to the women and and what we were touching on with NXT, uh, mm. NXT had their women's match. It was, in my opinion, incredibly successful, incredibly violent, crazy, crazy, and incredibly I mean, violent. That the level that you want to see in a war games match. Ember Moon really did it for me. the The eclipse from the top rope over the uh, on the top oh, on the off the top rope on the chair. Yeah, it just looked brutal like that was definitely like one of the highlights in my opinion yeah 
for me, it was Raquel Gonzalez, which I think that they really wanted to give her that rub and make her look mm-hmm. like the monster that they're building well, her to be, right? When it was Raquel versus Rhea, like yes. that was an Amazonian fight. Yeah, that was fucking dope, right? Dude, That's a Haas fight. I Yes, I like it. Uh, Raquel, yeah, I was going to say Raquel Gonzalez, she, she surprised me because all I really knew her from was the two Mae Young classics she was in. And I'm like... This chick sucks. Why does she have a contract? I don't get it. Uh, she's come a long ways. I mean, as as I would imagine, she should spending all the time full time at the performance center and training and all that. Uh, yeah, that's impressive. I I dug that. Uh, I think it's finding the right role that, like like Neo said, that heater role yeah. for her was so perfect. And to be honest, Dakota Kai has been incredible, but. It, it it's she they're literally like the hbk and diesel of, of yeah that's what I was gonna it's say. locked at this yep. point like now raquel is almost the leader and yeah dakota's there hanging out yeah yeah it's it's great and i mean that finish where she put io shirai through the <laughs> the ladder with one arm you know like and i know like i know she was using two arms at different times but it's like she was just so effortless with with that fucking move uh like the only thing that she was missing there at the end was the 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 classic like drooling like she just moved too fast. We needed like a good facial emote or something from her after that. <laughs> like cuz that's the thing that you notice are the difference between like the guys that are main eventers and the people that are still like learning is just those little moments and like sometimes it's stupid but you're like yeah, Edge would have sat there and stared at him for a while, like drooled out of his mouth a little bit and would have just given the cameraman a great chance to catch that face before he pinned him, you know? But man, that was just a fucking badass ending and a badass match. I wanted to put over the great Sasuke impression by EO, putting yeah. the garbage can on her head and jumping off. How incredible was that? <laughs> that was, And she didn't so just good. like drop off, like just, she jumped out. It was pretty fucking great. Yeah, it was yeah. almost like a... Um, like a like a like a plancha with the the trash can on. Yeah, it's just fucking wild. <laughs> like it's yeah. literally wild. Like that's the, that's the most trust trust ball I've ever seen in my life. Like holy shit, man! Just to put a trash can on your head and believe a hundred percent that the people you work with down below are going to take care of you. Yep. Take some fucking balls, man. And I had to say it that way. So sorry, but I'm saying it that balls. way. Balls. Balls. <laughs> Marbles. Indeed. Hey, hey, it's it's like the ACDC song. She can have big balls too. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, Shotzi badass or Shotzi Blackheart. She she's the ballsy badass. Yeah, she's got a new tank. Hell yeah! Oh, that was that was actually pretty dope too with a teacher. <laughs> a little taking care of business action. Yep. Yeah, glad to see it upgraded. I, I I love the fact that that literally started because she found a tank one day at a store and it was like a little kid's tank. And then here we are years later where WWE had to build her a tank. By God, one day she is going to drive a tank to WrestleMania. Sorry, Rusev. Oh, sorry, Rusev. Yep. Sorry, Miro. Uh, but yeah, uh, the rest of the show, kind of filler. I thought there were some good matches, but yeah. nothing nothing too great, except for the North American Championship match for my, for my money, I thought was really good. Ah. I thought they told a great story. God damn it, if I could bottle fucking Leon Ruff and like everything that that guy understands about wrestling and just make other wrestlers drink it, we'd have the greatest company ever. Like there is something about Leon Ruff that I swear to fucking God gets it at a very young age 
and like it's just incredible. I I love that guy. I really do. I think he's great. I think he's awesome too. This is the next step though. Like what happens? Does he fall by the wayside and it is a fluke championship win or is he in a program with somebody else for a while? I I hope this becomes a thing. Like the, uh, the thing that it brings back to me is like my childhood, you know, watching the lightning kid pin razor Ramon and become the one, two, three kid. And this whole thing takes off from there. Like this could be another situation like that. I don't know. I mean, it really, it depends. I think it depends on him and it depends on creative. Like, is there a spot they can make for him? I just, I see a lot of people look very starry eyed still when they go out there, especially at like a pay-per-view like takeover or, you know, the main roster pay-per-views. And this kid just doesn't look that he comes out with an intensity that few people have. And like, don't get me wrong. This was a great match overall. Like I thought that, you know, between, him priest and gargano you had a nice mix of styles and there was a nice story being told there where damian priest kind of like you know kept like treating him pathetically and trying to feel sorry for him and like you're almost just in the way yeah and he wasn't having none of it right yeah like it was it was a fucking awesome story that spot where he gave him the razor's edge up against the you know the glass and it the wall fell down yeah and it knocked down another wall and like the way people scattered and shit it was perfect dude like i still didn't know if any of that was supposed to happen like i'm pretty sure the first wall was supposed to go down right but like just the reaction from the crowd and shit made me wonder like was the rest of that supposed they were they were running for their lives yeah they really were you know uh, it was great. It, it was really good. But I, I thought, for me, everything of that match, with the exception of the fucking, you know, retribution ghosts showing up, uh, doing the retribution <laughs> thing. That's uh, like that, I was, that was exactly uh, my entire gripe, dude. Like this match, it was fantastic. And again, as a person who wasn't watching the product day in and day out, the video package, great. It got me well informed, and it got me interested. And I was watching, and I'm like, man, this kid has got that that X factor. Yeah. He may not be the best on the mic, but he's got that intensity, and he's got that factor, right? And then all of a sudden, to just kind of piss away the, uh, the finish like that, I'm like, I just threw my hands up and like, right, yeah. Man, yeah. what are you going to do? I did the same thing. That was, that was freaking, that was whack. <laughs> and like, apparently it was 30 people that was actually one Austin Theory. <laughs> there was like 30 ghost faces there and then it just what i was exaggerating uh, <laughs> i'm yes i'm disappointed in this whole thing because i didn't know about the ghost face thing i don't know what the heck all that was yeah. i still kind of barely know who austin theory is uh <laughs> sorry not sorry uh but i i was you know once we saw the ghost faces i like the thought in the back of my head i, I honest, honestly didn't really think it would happen but i was like it'd be pretty cool if that was actually david arquette in one of those yeah <laughs> oh yeah man. that would have been yeah, holy crap you just fantasy been. booked what needs to happen <laughs> i mean i don't if, know if, is it too late they did the uh, reveal and all no because there could be uh, another one man he keep, oh. there's there was 12 of them out there it could have been yes, any one there of them 30 exactly R, rj city could be one of them this could be great <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the, the nxt audience too i don't know from the david arquette cool standpoint like the nxt audience is the ones like we would embrace the shit out of david arquette showing up and like oh, sir. full redemption Absolutely. from wcw Absolutely. after everything he did on the indies and all that like especially since wwe earns the owns those wcw properties 
they're more than well they're more than you know able to do something with that yeah they can, yeah, they can build the they can build like a secondary documentary after you know the one that he put out you know that it kind of be like the wwe follow-up you know mm-hmm. who knows i honestly am kind of surprised that vince said okay with this the ghost face screen mask i'm like he's like well, that's so recognizable i to me it's weird that they went that yeah. way but it's i don't I'm, I'm enjoying it like, I mean, no, I don't, uh, you uh, want to explain yeah. Slapjack's mask? I mean, fuck, dude. Like, that's even better. Something like that would be better. Like something that's nondescript uh, and not so recognizable. I I hate it all. I don't like any <laughs> of it. There you go. They uh, should have a fisherman like I know what you did last summer. Yeah, that's now we're talking. Ooh. Now we're talking. Big, Claw, hook. big hook in the hand. Yeah. So, so is retribution still a thing? Like, I. I it looked pretty bad what I've seen of it so far. Yeah, and it seems like bad. it's just been one of those major drop the ball type of things. Well, they're still losing. If that's your question, they still, I don't believe they've won more than one match in their existence. And I think even that was kind of a fluke win against Ricochet. They've made them look, look absolutely pathetic. And they, besides being pathetic, I think people can put win loss records aside if they, we're doing something you can tell now that they just don't give a shit about retribution as a story they care way more about the hurt business now than they care about retribution despite the amount of work that they put into it over the course of the summer should though because the hurt business is getting over they're they're kicking ass they're awesome they have a cool moniker everything about them is kind of cool whereas retribution is just like this is manufactured chaos like i don't i don't blame retribution right because no, it's I don't not their fault no. they they got put into a terrible position it's and a no they could salvage it if they just like come out and say you know screw these freaking masks and like go by their real names do you think that's salvageable i i i, I don't know i, I, think I don't they, know if they say screw these masks and screw creative like this whole thing is bullshit like no this is yeah, like, like there's like this is just proving our point like Let's take a pull the yeah. curtain back a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. If you went meta with it and had yeah. them straight up be like, now. like, look yeah. how awful this is. Yeah. I'm and fucking T bar. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and, exactly. and then they were like, yes. you know, and then they were like, my real name is, this, you know, I'm yeah. Donovan Dijakovic and this is, yeah. you know, who I am. And that blah, would blah. be, that would actually, <laughs> that could actually work. Yeah. Would they ever do that? No, not for those guys, I don't think. I mean, I mean like, they've got enough other stuff. Like, it, it, Raw's raw, right? Like they, and as much but, as I love Mia Yim, she's not strong enough as a character to be this evil bad guy chick that we're actually angry at. Man, she's like a likable person. Yeah, she's a tremendously likable person. Not only that, but she's with the most likable person in WWE and Keith Lee. So I'm supposed to fucking act like though that that couple is no, I can't. You know, like yeah. you yeah. you. WWE has to realize and embrace the age that we're in. We're in this reality information misinformation age, right? And I say that because you can easily, if you're smart about it, you can easily manipulate information and and trick people into believing different things. That's what the Trump administration is all about that's what facebook does 99 percent of the time it's mm-hmm. all about fucking tricking people and making them believe information that isn't actually the truth right wwe doesn't do enough of that with the information that we know this particular group is a perfect example of that there's no reason for them 
when in this day and age, the best part about that on the video right now was that when you were lifting your dog's arm up and down, all I was seeing was Marty Janetti's face peeking out from underneath his armpit, which is hilarious. <laughs> Sorry to stop talking in the middle of that, but yeah, if you're watching this video, you get what's and, going on. And if you're not, go to uh, youtube.com and look up the Steel Cage podcast. That's right. Hang there out you with go. Us. Plug Drink skis. with us. Watch Plug us. Um, but yeah, it's. It's more of treating us dumb because we know who all of these members are and we're supposed mm-hmm. to, you know, just play along with this particular thing. We play along with stuff all the time, but it has to be good. You know, it, right. it's like like the Bray Wyatt shit, right? We play along with all of that shit. And we never question when he's got special powers and when he doesn't have special powers and oh, my Alexa God. Bliss and all of this other shit, right? But we just kind of go along for the ride. That that's because at the very core of it, it's still pretty fun to watch. Except for They're, Raw, totally annoyed the shit out of me with him disappearing while he was being pinned. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? I can hey. suspend his belief, but that's unbelievable. Hey, hey, that was a, that was that was a bunch of baloney. Like even <laughs> that is just like ah uh, no, like yeah. I just can't buy into that. <laughs> like don't insu- don't insult my intelligence with your disappearing act while you're getting pinned. I, I, I mean. Just, it's just ridiculous. Who's go controlling the light switch? He became there. the fiend, you guys. He became <laughs> it just, it just come out of his skin. He just <laughs> literally morphed. Uh, going back to Retribution real quick. If they do that thing we were talking about where they dump the mask, I think it'd be awesome if Slapjack said, no, I like my mask. <laughs> <laughs> I like being Slapjack because he would get over it. Like that, I think out of well, all of them, people yeah. like him the most. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And, and honestly, his... He's a gem on Twitter. Well, yeah. and his 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 ultra is his ulterior persona of Shane Thorne isn't very interesting. No, right? He lost his tag team partner and everything that he had going, kind of as an already set, you know, career wrestler. He tag was team specialist. To, tag team specialist, right? And he was trying to reinvent himself as this heel singles wrestler in NXT. But you're right; like that would be great if of any of everybody, he was the one that was like, no. This is me now. I'm fucking slapjack. Slap <laughs> because I think of everybody, he would be the one we would accept as just being slapjack. hundred percent. hundred percent. Like never, no hockey relation at all, ever. No. Be masking the name. No, you know, it'd be hilarious is if people made hockey references to him and he didn't get them. Yeah, you, you know? yeah, He'd be like, that's like through rugby, the fuck. Mate. I like that's, rugby. That's through the five hole. I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? And they're like, what do you mean you don't know what five hole is? You got a hockey mask on. Anyway, yeah, no, I'm not bored with this idea. Let's save <laughs> save retribution. Hashtag save retribution. We need to figure out a way to save them. All right. All right. Uh, but that's I've had enough of WWE because I thought AEW, uh, to be honest, has brought it lately. We talked about Shaq. Shaq's not exactly bringing it. But let's talk about the appearance of Sting. Sting, Sting, you guys. Not on a surfboard, by the way. Still not on a surfboard. On a snowboard. No waves in his video package. Not a single beach in that motherfucker. But winter has come. It came all over us. And we have Sting here now. Crazy. In AEW. Stanging it up. Did, did you watch well, this week's AEW yet, Dirk? I, I have not caught this week's AEW yet. I was preparing for this show, but I will say that uh, I am not impressed by this in any way. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> going to say. This week, there's a pretty good follow-up. He is yeah. doesn't appear to be a babyface. He appears to be kind of a 
dickhead who comes well, up and like that's good. Gi- gives Tony Schiavone this forced hug that makes him all uncomfortable, make him say his name again. He goes, everyone loves it when you say my name. Give, give us a sting, Tony. And, Tony oh. goes, sting! and then he comes over to Cody and gets in Cody's face and goes, I'm not ready for you yet. See you around, kid. And I like, give him yeah. the little nudge with his head to head. Like, I, I, I like this disingenuous oh. dickhead potential sting. Everyone pointed out that cool. Cody... He'd still be a babyface fucking with Cody because Cody is not a very good babyface, all sure. things considered. But I would love a, a dickhead Sting who hardly ever wrestles, manages to get himself out of matches all the time, and is just a total <laughs> prick. Yes, I, I like this idea. I will say that I, even though I said I was unimpressed, I, I liked, um, <laughs> I liked his pantomime last week when he showed up. Right, I liked the way that he walked in the ring and he. He gave everybody a little thing without talking. So it was like, yeah, Arn Anderson. And Arn was like talking to him and he's like, gave him kind of a little chest hug thing. And he went over to Cody like, hey, buddy, look, it's your favorite wrestler. It's me. Does that make you happy? And then Remember he goes when I over, was a surfer? Then he goes over to Darby and is like, what the fuck is this half fucking painted face shit you got going on? And just everything about it was kind of cool. Like, I definitely liked the way sting approached it i'm not excited about him being there like it doesn't move the needle for me like they were talking about the fans being excited it's not that that big of a deal for me but i will say that if they go in the direction that you're talking about beak and they actually utilize him in a way that you know where he kind of comes in and big times everybody like he's the biggest star on the show and and is just this dick about it that could be fucking amazing everything i've i've seen and heard about this like it, it just seems like already it comes across as all right we're, we're doing this the right way we're, we're not doing this what wwe did with this because wwe storyline all i remember about sting actually showing up in wwe was essentially like holy shit stings in wwe yeah. like that was the storyline they took wcw and, and, sting and tried to put him in wwe yeah well and and, and the storyline was that you never he, expected this to happen right you know it like, basically was that the storyline yeah the storyline was look he's here it's yeah. here he's sting and, you and, never thought this was gonna happen did you well look yeah. it happened <laughs> and, and the the only little bit that they have right now was like saying hey and for the first time in you know however many 20 years or whatever you know sting is on tnt like that was pretty much it. And other than that, now it's like, all right, who what's Sting's deal? What's he going after? What's what's the purpose and all that? And like building his new persona. Like I like it. I like and the he, way they're approaching it. And even that was good. Like the idea of him not being on, you know, like basically they were like It's all there, dude. Sting could just go, Cody, you're associating with Arn Anderson, the guy no. who decimated your father on numerous occasions yeah broke his leg like there's so much there it's what a fuckwad you are basically you seem to be a dipshit (laughs) you sir are a dipshit (laughs) yeah no i i agree and i think i i i think there's a lot of potential there i think um aw at the very least does interesting things and the things that they do that are interesting tend to go in the direction of what we want to see. You know, I, I, I have said this enough about WWE, but at times it's so frustrating because it feels like WWE just wants to try so hard not to give us what we want. They yeah. want to tease us with it. They want to dangle it in front of us, but they never 
want to give us what we want because that would be too predictable or you know whatever AEW has no problem doing that you know there has been those references to darby allen being sting or sting light or a sting copycat forever and they're like yeah fuck it we're not even gonna dick around about it the minute sting shows up he's gonna get right in darby allen's face like and darby's gonna be in the rafters yeah right and darby and then sting's gonna be in the rafters above the rafters and i'm not even bullshit i think darby was in the rafters this week Oh, was, was he? sitting in the he was sitting on the on like almost the nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's where, that's where he <laughs> that's, sits. That's where he hangs out. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's, it's well, even great. AEW, the stuff that they that we don't expect, like I didn't think they'd break up Eddie uh and Pentagon and stuff, that stuff so quick and that went that way, and that's interesting TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well with Pac coming back, it kind of made sense yeah. that Triangulo de Muerte kind of reformed. Yeah, I want my boys back. But, then but the way they of, got the way they broke the group up was interesting. Yeah, yeah, that I definitely agree because because now you're trying to find out where does Eddie Kingston fit in, mm-hmm. and and I think that's kind of where the potential downfall for AEW could be because I feel like they they might grow too too large too fast, and they're they're putting all this other talent on dark right, and so what may end up happening is you got all this people on the AEW roster and for the fear of them floundering, they may just throw them in like random stuff and just kind of see what sticks. That's, that's probably like my, my number one fear is AEW could, for lack of a better word, not know what to do with all that, all those bodies. Yeah, I felt like that. Yeah. I felt like that at times over the last year, I felt like that with some of the pairings, like they put people together just because. You know, like they didn't have anything else to do with them. So it's it's kind of like adding Butcher and the Blade to that family, right? Like Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Bros, that kind of makes sense. You know, they're 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 Hispanic, they're fucking all the same kind of guys, right? But then the Butcher and the Blade, that's just this weird team to have added to that group, you know. So there's things like that where I feel like AEW just yeah. wanted to make sure guys stayed on TV, you know, and, and stayed active, but really didn't have much for them. I give them a lot of credit for constantly shuffling the deck and giving everybody opportunities of being like number one contenders and, and champions and all of that, because I feel like a lot of their main stays have all been featured very well. The guys that were brought in early on and have been there since the beginning have all had championship matches or been number one contenders. They've done great things. You know, it's, it, it's been really cool to see the growth at times though. Yes. You can get a little worried about what they're doing and how fast they're growing, who they're bringing in and why they're bringing those people in at, you know, like Miro is a perfect example of somebody who I always want to see on my screen. And I think AEW has already proven that they don't have to do like these stereotypical uh, foreigner storylines in order mm-hmm. to just have him be this character like he's fucking awesome and you know the fact that his whole thing with Kip Sabian is that they play video games together and they gave him an arcade game that they got really mad about somebody breaking um, you know all that shit was stupid but it was still fun to watch and Miro is still fun to watch when he's involved in whatever storyline he's in so like that guy is a talent you know and that's somebody that WWE probably shouldn't have let go they like you know. whoops some ass this week on the show. So they, yeah, they're yeah. good. Good. Yeah. 
But like, you know, I haven't seen Zack Ryder back on TV since, you know, he appeared. And that's somebody like that I'm talking about that I was worried about getting, you know, a, a lot of TV time. He's not somebody that I'm super excited about seeing. And I don't I don't think he ever actually signed. I think they never they kept, put him on a long term contract. Yeah. 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 They, they put a shirt out and I think that was the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, you got to make those kind of decisions, to be honest. I think that they're doing really? a much better job with finding talent that we've never seen before that are awesome. Uh, but Neil's right, man. If they, if they get way too many people over on dark, everyone's going to want those people on national TV. And then there's going to be so many people trying to find a spot on national TV. It's going to get ridiculous. So right. Yeah, right. they have a problem, but it's kind of a good problem in a way. Yeah, no, it it's, is kind it's of a good problem in a way, but they don't have enough TV. Yep to to port you know to, to to portray and to show off everybody unless they extended aw dark because it's on youtube like unless they did that into two hours i could see that happening but Which they can i don't see they why can they yeah but it, you know who knows right yeah that's that's my only that's my only kind of workaround that i could foresee them doing is, is stretching out dark and and you made a great point about that weeks and weeks ago and every time we brought up dark you've made great points about dark you know and i think that some of us old fuddy duddies don't see it the same way because it's not on national tv and whatnot but <laughs> it's it's like you've said i think that what AEW is doing a great job at is growing a new audience and a younger audience they make it accessible mm -hmm. for people by putting dark <clears throat> out there for free and not only that, but Dark features so much independent talent from around the country that people from around the country are going to tune in to watch people that they've seen at their local promotions, you know, get an opportunity with AEW. Yep. That, local uh, Cody Chun uh, from up here. He just appeared on Dark this week. Oh, and I've heard nothing but good things about him. He's I've awesome. heard tremendously good things about him. Yeah. So uh, AEW is doing very good things when it comes to that stuff. I know we kind of... Uh, gave them a shot there earlier on when it came to their women's division which is growing and doing better but just hasn't expanded at the rate that a lot of us would like to see uh the rest of their show is doing a great job at featuring talent that hmm. really hasn't been given an opportunity before you know uh but they they had their biggest show of of the year of their essentially of their short lifespan I think at least their biggest episode of Dynamite with the Winter is Coming episode, because not only did yeah. we have Sting show up, but we also had the AEW championship match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley that they did an absolutely tremendous job of building up uh, just from the beginning, from the beginning of the tournament to the end of this match, which saw Kenny Omega become the new AEW world champion the world's champion and with that i mean not only was it a very great wrestling match to watch but then the the quote-unquote golden screw job is your do you guys hear that hear that uh that term the golden screw job <laughs> the golden screw job i did not but i like it i so like it. you know obviously with with kenny omega and don Callis, kind of a little shenanery on the on the ring apron which kind of helped omega in a way um kind you know, of. Depend, depending on how you <laughs> how you see it you know because it, there's one in one hand people may think don Callis did it on purpose but on the other hand 
Kenny Omega saw a father figure in Don Callis be get get attacked by that thug ruffian Jeans Ambrose. Yeah, Jeans so, Ambrose is a bitch. Yeah, and so therefore, the the microphone falling into the ring, and Omega with so much anger and vengeance and revenge in his eyes, he picked up the nearest thing that he saw and defended his father. Fucking elitist apologist, motherfucker! Beautiful. How dare you? How dare you? Hey. Uh, if yeah, your so, father was being, um, you know, uh, your dad, if your papa <laughs> was being, you know, uh, your wife roughed up by some ruffian in, in jeans, you know, yeah, did you not defend your father? Not with a microphone, but yeah, no, I'm with that you. That was the that was the nearest thing available to he. One 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 time a guy punched <laughs> my he. dad at a <laughs> one guy one time a guy punched my dad at the bar. And we threw him down a flight of stairs, but that's. <laughs> um yeah no that's a crazy situation great match fantastic finish you know obviously a a great finish that makes everybody look good um and leads to kenny omega being the bastard that he is now um arguably arguably uh, according according to neo neo doesn't see him as being the bastard that no he defended his father's honor his dad he defended Uh, his dad his john his dad John Moxley had a tremendous run as champion and kind of goes out like a G having all of this shenanery. But uh, then again, Fedora's on boys is his old lady's pregnant. My lady. Right. Yeah. So, well, I heard they, uh, they've uh, established the name Dean Ambrose. So clearly he lost the title because he's going back to the WWE guys. That's exactly what's happening. He's going to go, he's going to go lead retribution. He's going to pick up where he left off. Oh, yeah, I'm, he's gonna I'm, have that gas mask back on. Yeah, hashtag save retribution. <laughs> uh, it's clean Ambrose. So, this led over to one of the most interesting things that has happened in pro wrestling in some time. Ever? Uh, no, I won't say ever, but this, there. Was, this was very <laughs> akin to Degeneration X showing up on their own little tank at a WCW show one time. But no, because they actually, these guys were on air. No, I know. Well, shut up. Don't ruin it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Kenny Omega. AEW paid for yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. T- screen time on that channel. That was hilarious. Um, yeah. So, on if access. you didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, Impact also had their biggest episode in history because it was announced <laughs> that AEW champion Kenny Omega would be appearing on their show. At one point, they had nearly 100,000 viewers on Twitch, which was by far, like, it doubled their highest amount of Twitch streamers ever, I think, in an episode. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, that's that rub. You're welcome. Uh, so the, the first, we're going to address the commercial. Because there was an amazing paid-for advertisement by Tony Khan, who appeared just to say... And he was paying for an advertisement to help Impact out because they needed the money. <laughs> and it was like the cheesiest commercial Not in the only world. That, like, but it was the most shit-talking commercial in the fucking world. It, it was like, literally a commercial that you would see like on ROH. Like it's it's pretty it was so great. Like the only thing that I missed was like I wanted the commercial to start with the NWO, like 
the following advertisement has been paid for by the new world order new world order um i will say that yes i did send uh my friend tk tony khan a message about this and he did send me a little heart back uh through the dms but that's only because i couldn't believe that he oh i'm doing it i'm doing it i'm dropping that i'm dropping that tk gross yep Um, but he was incredible in that spot and the whole thing like first of all i didn't know that impact and AEW was going to even be a thing until i saw uh uh trisha parker's tweets about her like dream matches between AEW and impact stars and when she tweeted that out i was like oh that's cute and then after that, all I heard was people being like, yeah, I can't wait for this AEW Impact crossover thing to happen. So it's like people have known for a while that it was... The leader of our podcast, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... The THC uh, is kicked in, sorry. I can tell. Um, but we, we, we had the Kenny Omega, uh, Don Callis bit. Uh, it was very good. The interview oh. with Josh Matthews. Talk about talk about like really like shooting it. What, what's the term? Uh, uh, shooting in the square or what's the smarky ass ribbon on the square? There, yeah, that one man. They were just like going back and forth. Like, oh hey Josh, you remember Dean Ambrose from Tough Enough? You fucking Stanford stooge. I was like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My fedora was like. Yeah. they're like we're not even going to say some of this shit on AEW because we don't want to fuck up that show but we'll say it over here <laughs> uh, I, I specifically like Don Gallus saying do you think I gave up in a, like a, an international business to come be a color commentator for New Japan this was in the plan the whole time I was like whoa yeah, good <laughs> shit man it's, it's just all very fun I think that's the biggest thing about it is it's fun. It feels, it has that same feeling of feeling wrong. It, you know, like your, your, your intelligent adult side says, obviously these two companies have come to an agreement to work together and this is how it's going to go. And it's very smart business for both of them. Impact. so much shit talking where you kind of like, damn, they're really digging into yeah, each other. Right. Like how, how do they agree to this? Now here's the thing though, is in a wrestling locker room, this is exactly what you see when they're about to go out there and cut promos on each other. It's the same shit. You wouldn't believe how excited they get. Like they'll even give the other people shit to say about them. Like, Oh, make fun of the glasses that I wear or some shit. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Just go fucking real hard about my mom and like talk <laughs> about her dying and shit. My mom. Like, yeah. My mom. Yeah. All of that. Right. Like they, they, they have those discussions and people get like amped about telling their opponent to, you know, this is what to go after. Or maybe say this about me or whatever. It's like a roast battle, man. It's like everyone's agreed that we might say some shit that no one should take offense to. Yeah. But roast battles are different because they don't particularly give their opponents ammunition in the same way that it happens in like the wrestling locker room. Sure. Uh, sure. Unless it's the Usos versus the New Day. And when that <laughs> battle happened, from our personal knowledge, that shit got dirty and they did not share any information. And what we saw on TV was a legitimate roast of each other. Uh, but this is... Uh, to, this, to this day, when when Uso raps about um, 
uh, Austin Creed, you know, fucking page. I was like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Still can't believe that made it onto an episode of SmackDown. That was a thing. Yeah, totally. Um, but I just I think this is great. I think it's great for both companies because I think Impact obviously can use and you know Impact yeah, they can use the rub. Right. I, I, I didn't even know Impact was on Access TV before this week. Like that's yeah. no that's no joke. Like I, I'm I'm sure I've seen it a million times, but it just never registered with me and I never bothered to go seek it out. But with what was happening with the AEW thing and Kenny Omega coming on, I was like, oh, what channel's well, Impact on? And I was and, like, Access? I got that. And yeah. you know what? Smartly enough, the fact that they also go on Twitch, yeah, I thought that was tremendous. That, oh, means, yeah. it's, that means it's readily available for anybody who has yeah, you made an Twitch. excuse. I haven't been able to see it. Uh, you can see it. Go yeah, ahead. for free on Twitch. Yeah. At any and, point. I, and, and in all honesty, too, I really wish I did watch it on Twitch because the amount of ASPCA commercials that came on that channel oh, really broke my it's heart. It's rough. It's rough. You're gonna no. It wasn't no, even. No. He's gonna no. walk away with two new cats. Don't even fucking start. They, they, that's that not. Shit. It's not that song anymore, uh, Uncle Beak. It's yeah. um. It's the the Christmas song about Noel. No. Uh, yeah. No. Those and I'm just like. Oh, and they show puppies <laughs> trembling in the cold weather. Fucking monsters! How do they play that during well, where are you? wrestling? They're a bunch of heels. That's insane. Yeah, it's I... always the dogs, man. Before we had the Westminster Kennel Club interrupting our show, now yep. we got dogs crying yep. and we're yep. feeling bad about ourselves and adopted puppets. Oh, Japan puppets. So, puppets. but I, I thought, uh, well, someone on Twitter told me that the Twitch channel had a little bit of more video packages in between commercials. Which I could have, I would have wanted to see because there was absolutely positively no video packages if you're watching it on Access. If you're watching for the first time on Access, yeah. as Don Callis told you to, um, and you're watching, you're just like, well, what the fuck is going on? Like, I saw Tommy Dreamer. I think I recognize him. I saw, um, uh, who else? Uh, fucking, now I can't even remember. You know, but, Rob Van Dam's on that show. But I will say, uh, not any longer. He's not on there anymore. Oh, Rob's not. Oh, well, he left now. Yeah, he left. But oh. I will say that My they 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 definitely Eric dropped, Young. They dropped the ball when it came to like utilizing this night as a great night to showcase their talent. Right? Like if they were smarter about it, they would have had you know a great night of great matches keyed up. Instead, what did we see? a whole lot of greatest hits shit that they played. Like they showed the Steiner math and they showed a bunch of stuff like on Twitch, past. right? No, this was on access too. Like oh. this was just some of the, like they do, they do show a lot of like old stuff. Yeah. Like, like it, it was just, you know, it's like in between the commercial or like the, the when they're coming back from commercial and stuff like that, but yeah, they'll even have a, a segment. That'll be an old match. That yeah. Somebody equated it to like a wrestling variety show. There's like so much stuff going on on impact. It's, there's hard to find a through line, but uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested to watch it more now that I know it's on Twitch. That, that, that is definitely a good point. Like there are things that I saw that made me want to come back and watch it more. I definitely like a lot of the people that they have on there. They have some yeah. great talent, Chris Bay, Rich Swan, the North, like there's an incredible lineup of Motor talent city, Motor city. Like I couldn't believe they were back. Like that was really cool to see, but uh, they, they, sh they definitely could have used this night just a little better to, 
to like be like this is what we are now you know put it all out there and be like this is what we are now not focusing so much on their history as well um but regardless the kenny omega thing was awesome sunglasses the the off-putting attitudes everything about it i can't wait to see where this goes and i think if AEW is smart they would continue building relationships like this with all the other companies the, the wwe is the one that established their own rules right nobody has ever said that the other companies can't fucking work together all they want pop in and out of each other all three all four of them get ring of honor you know like we had this discussion about impact needing to work with ring of honor more, I think on the last episode. Yeah. So it's just crazy that here we are that AEW and impact are working together because it's that same thing where the two shows together, you know, Neo, Neo said it, they already had an abundance of talent on AEW, but the two shows together could not only like give them a more places to showcase that talent, but it could allow for them to kind of dip into some of impacts, you know, top tier talent and steal some of those guys and make their roster even better. It opens that door at least. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then the fact that you have some impact talent now crossing over to new Japan for the super J cup. I mean, it leads a lot to the imagination and I'm here for it. It's funny. Recently, uh, triple H said that they even would be willing to work with other companies, but like, Sounds like all the other companies are already working together. Who are they going to pick? They're going to just randomly <laughs> pick some indie that nobody's even heard about. Progress. Know. They'll they'll work with uh, ICW. <laughs> That's what I was know. thinking. They'll work with whoever they can find. They're, they're going to work with other companies. Like they're going to bring back FCW. They're going to be cool. If they work with Noah. They're going to do Evolve, and then they're going to bring back WCW. They're just going to bring back their own intellectual properties and create <laughs> and create their own their companies own inter- to work yeah. with. I yeah. still think to this day one of the biggest balls dropped was continuing to call SmackDown SmackDown and not just making it WCW. I still think that they would have been brilliant to create their own competitor and yeah. and make it truly its own separate thing instead of having it be, you know, this show versus show battle i personally i would have dropped raw i think smackdown is a more interesting property name like sure has a connection to the rock it's more recognizable just the word raw doesn't give you doesn't invoke wrestling to a non-wrestling fan the word smackdown i think that does wait what about raw is war games (laughs) war games (laughs) war games raw is my wife (laughs) all right we're fucking done here (laughs) let's do winners of the week shall we i'm gonna start with the guy that's never here the founder and proprietor of this shit show mr joshua schlag let's get your winner of the week you're doing this to me aren't you yep i wanted Um, to put you on the spot I know it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, probably based on your shirt. But let's hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go with Aaron Rodgers. That's no, I've been, I've no, been fuck no, no. If 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 B can't do charities, you can't do Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. Say say uh, say uh, what's that? No, what's fuck that you. Finkel, what was that? I, I Ray Finkel. Ray Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he doesn't do it anymore, but he, he always motioned the championship belt. That's true. He's got his own DX themed T-shirt from the Pat McAfee show. He's he's Josh is wearing it right now, dropping dimes and I'm, stuck it signs. That's right. Um, no, actually, you know what? I just I I texted this to my brother before War Games was on. Like as I was like, War oh, Games. Games. For War Games was on. 
Um, and, and I was like, you know what? I was sort of tongue in cheek because we were talking about the Packers game, but like, I was like, you know, I feel obligated to tune into to war games and just, you know, see what's up with Pat McAfee on there and all that Aaron Rodgers boy. Uh, it's not really the reason I turned tune in, but, uh, <laughs> for reasons that we mentioned earlier, uh, he, he's dedicated to the craft. I love it. And, uh, I guess I'm going to kind of give it to him, but just sort of him as like, you know, representing NXT war games as a whole, because I feel like NXT is going to go off to do other stuff with Finn Balor, as they alluded to, uh, war games with, with McAfee at, at towards the top of the billing with the undisputed era. Uh, I, I loved it. I, it was, it was a really fun show. So let's leave it at that. Yep. I agree. It was fun. Neo, your winner of the week. Yeah. It's got to go to the literal winner, Mm -hmm. uh, Kenny Omega with Don Callis. I mean, it was, you know, it was uh, definitely the most talked about thing in wrestling. I felt like it even overshadowed a lot of, you know, the WWE stuff by far. Um, the 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 gall of or even the the audacity to cross promotions and and to really sink their teeth into uh, a, a bit or a promote promo and really just kind of bite into it i they had a drone shot of the fucking limo arriving at impact wrestling yeah. for like mm-hmm. 45 minutes before they actually showed anything else their their own evp Don Callis was telling in the interview on Impact was telling Kenny Omega, "Hey, we got a champion here. Do you want it, Rich Swan? You know." <laughs> and, and I thought that was like, "Holy moly!" Like they're really, like if if you know if you were an Impact person, you're like, "Wow, they're really talking shit about my champion, Rich Swan," and and they're really discrediting him again, gardening gar- gardening that. Um, that heat that, you know, creating that storyline. So I felt like the Kenny Omega angle with Don Callis has now branched out so much into all these other subplots because he talked about Japan. He talked about, uh, you know, all of his uh, work on the Indies. He talked about, you know, his stuff at AEW and now at Impact and at even at Triple at Triple A. Like he even shot on Triple A. Like he's like, oh, I'm just going to be this belt collector now. I'm going to go. Yeah, because he's the Triple A champion, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh Triple Mania is uh coming is gonna be in on the the tenth or the eleventh or the twelfth. I gotta Google Shit, it. Man. So yeah, just he's That's he's on nuts. his way to Mexico soon. Give it to, a gig. So man. I mean so, Kenny Kenny Omega, man, he's the fucking he's this the is, guy. He this, he talked he even called Dean Ambrose. I was like I was like, wow. He took off that Dean Ambrose plate from his title and gave it to that 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 Stanford stooge that was doing the interview it's incredible it's incredible it it reminds me the only thing i can think of that it reminds me of is when the what was it was it the um the hardy boys were like challenging people all over the place and they Mm -hmm. expedition of gold yeah the expedition of gold right and i mean that was that to me was so cool and unique i thought it was a great way for impact to bring in some of those other promotions that they wanted to work with and impact wanted to start featuring like smaller promotions, which was, was kind of cool. You know, like they wanted to feature stuff like from defy and, you know, all over the United States that you just don't normally get to see. I think limitless wrestling was going to be part Mm -hmm. of their thing. So like, I mean, that was a great idea. I think the only difference there is, is that, that, you know, you got, you kind of got to go up 
for impact wrestling, not down, you know, and, and yeah. what impact doing or what AW is doing right now is at least they're working kind of with lateral promotions. You know, it's, I'm not going to say impact impacts probably a step down for most people and most people's opinion, but you got to give impact credit for how long they've been around shit, man. We thought impact was dead in the water, like 20 times, you know, in, in its in its existence and it's still rolling so they have a lot going for them talent wise it's just yeah. a, it's just just like and, ROH. and it's just like roh like they need more production they probably they they're probably going to be needs like you know better writing you know but the, the good thing is that um you know uh impact has that relationship with triple a also so there could be some cro- uh, some some you know some cross promoting there you know, I just feel like if they're going to do something, man, you just got to do it right. You got to do it wholeheartedly. You know, you, I, you can't fuck up yeah. on this. Man, you aren't lying, dude. You uh, you, you, and I were there when Silas Young came backstage at Ring of Honor with his head split open and the lack of medical attention available We were to literally him just looking. Was... Josh was there. Josh was there, too. Josh was there, too. It was fucking frightening, the lack of medical attention on staff at a at a pay-per-view. This wasn't even like Ring of Honor's yeah. weekly show. This was one of their biggest pay per views. Of what, the what, I, I seem to remember, like, hey, can was, you give yeah. me another wad of paper towels? Like, they what? went into Mega Rand's dressing room to fucking fix his head. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, it was wild. Like, I think that people don't realize how small some of even the, the shows that are on television mm-hmm. still are by mm-hmm. comparison to the juggernaut that is WWE, you know? Uh, again, though, AW hats off to them for what they're doing and, and bridging these gaps. Uh, Beak, your winner of the week. Um, I will continue filleting Impact Wrestling, saying that they are the winner of the week based off this partnership. Their viewership went up. Yeah. Uh, people are actually interested. I, I hope it. I, I was actually excited about it, even though I didn't necessarily get to tune in the show right away. I just am interested in this rivalry painting out. If you're a wrestling fan, this is cool. You know what I mean? Two companies yes. actually working yeah, in conjunction. Very cool. That is cool. And, so, and yeah. two domestic companies. Exactly. Together. The, two yeah. domestic companies. And on, like we were saying before, uh, Impact used to just highlight lower wrestling. For a while, they actually even had weekly shows of other companies on this. I think that could actually still be a good asset to them, um, featuring those smaller companies. But yep. this partnership can only be beneficial. I hope it lasts for a little bit longer than just a cup of coffee, as they say. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And I'm going to have to piggyback for my winner of the week on Neo because I can't think of anybody other than Kenny Omega and Don Callis for, for this week. It's it, it was easily the biggest thing in wrestling. And it just goes to show how much, you know, you can still push the envelope and make things exciting. You know, um, WWE can't do this because everything that they want to try do is going to be in-house and NXT guys showing up on raw. We've seen that before it's been done. These guys going over there, this happening that no matter what they do, it's always going to be like an internal WWE thing. They're never going to branch out in-house. Yeah. They're never going to branch outside of their own shadow to, to make partnerships with other companies. And the, the fact is, is that, much like, you know, Jordan Grace's Twitter post, this is exciting to think about the potential fantasy matchups that we're going to see. Impact has a tremendous amount of young talent. So does AEW. And there's a lot of like, 
crossover that could be really fucking cool. You know, there's a lot of tag team matches we've never seen before. Um, I, I like, like I said, I love the North. So I would love to see the North go in there and mix it up with some of the tag teams that AEW has. Um, but with all that being said, the Kenny Omega win of the championship is, has been like a really well-crafted story. And it had just this amazing twist ending with Don Callis coming in. Like you, you already knew Kenny was going to be a piece of shit. And you got the feeling from his actions <laughs> that he was gravitating in that direction. And when you, saw those, when you saw them dancing girls come out with those brooms, you were like, something's up. I don't like this Kenny Omega so much. So, yeah, it's it's just been a really fun ride. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes next. I, I think that for WWE, the Roman Reigns storyline is still the, the best thing going on. And it's still the the only thing that really makes me go well can't see can't wait to see where you know next week roman happens yeah just want to see what roman you know, does at this point roman roman's the best bad guy in professional wrestling right and now. they didn't build roman in a day either they did not build roman in a day Ooh, it built him in like five years bro yeah, it took, it took five a minute. years it took a minute <laughs> booing him a lot and having a main event wrestlemania suffering suck attack oh don't remember when he beat the undertaker at wrestlemania don't make me sing the song because I'll sing the song. Someone told me long <laughs> ago Roman Reigns was gonna go over <laughs> Undertaker's last match. All right. Um I'm I'm all done. I want the devil the guys. devil is in Undertaker six. Oh yeah, the devil the, the devil's devil in his six. Uh thank you guys so much for listening to episode 430 of the Steel Cage. Josh. Do we have any emails before we go? No? Oh, he gave me a finger. All right. Well, you can get us all on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Neo is at the Neo X with an E-C-K-S at the end. Beak is at James Vanderbeek. That's J-A-I-M-S Vanderbeek. And Josh is at Schlizag. But, of course, all roads lead to at the steel cage. Uh, send us an email we'll pester josh for them and he won't give them to us and it'll be a part of a joke but that's at podcast at thesteelcage.com and check out our t-shirt store at thesteelcageshop.com our shirts of course are the king of soft style uh beak store though that's the fun one that's the one that you never know what you're gonna find that's over wacky. there get that at pentagonzo.com uh and that will that, there, there might be a sale or two happening maybe now maybe Me. before christmas who knows Always. go on there check it out uh, but thank you guys so much again for listening. We appreciate it. We uh, hope all of you, if you don't listen to us again before the big day, have a happy holiday. And remember, kids, go out there and make them go absolutely banana. Yeah, you push me to the That's a Pat Patterson shout out. Yep. Uh, Ever since I learned that, I very rarely say bananas. I always say banana. I say banana. Yeah. I love you guys. Love you, buddy. Thanks for joining. See ya. Good to see everyone's faces. Have a good evening. Yes, sir. You too. You too. All of you guys. Later.
All right. So you do everything, Josh? You right. do all the hard work? All right. I'll talk right. to you later. I'm doing buddy. heavy lifting today. <laughs> all right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Josh. Yes. You're the best.